lizards. Two wizards. PhD student, but then he loses his mind. So I allowed myself one little video game purchase. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it's it, it's a solo developer. Which holy cow! Like, I have a ton of respect for those people. Like, just a dude or dudette with a dream. And uh, hey, I'm I'm one person, but I'm gonna create an entire computer game. And sure, it, it's pixel graphics. It's you know not whatever, but but. You know, I, I did it start to finish. Uh, so, so kudos to, to this person. Um, but this one's called uh, Dottage, and the I, and I, I think this is so clever. It's inspired by a couple of the games, but you play as like the like old village elder. You know, like that's such a that's such a stereotype. That's such a trope of video games. Like <laughs> stroll into a new town and it's like, oh, we got to check with the vil- with the village elder to open up the gate to Dragon Mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in this game, you play as that dude. And so you just like boss your citizens around. Uh, and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, go harvest these carrots. Um, hey, sit here and think so we can earn like science points to progress through our tech tree. But it's also like in an apocalyptic setting. So like the end of the world is coming, um, but you're still just like bossing your little villagers around. And then the world ends, but you're cu- but because you're this senile village elder, you're like, oh no, wait a second, I I misremembered that. That was wrong. This is what really happened. And so then <laughs> a new game starts. And so like every time you like quote unquote lose because the end of the world, it, you're just this old uh, <laughs> half crazed village elder saying like, no, no, that's that's not what happened. Um, and, it, and it's it, I've only just gotten into it, but it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Right on, right on. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. It's but but the, but then again, I have to like send my draft in whatever state of completion it is uh, to Stratos this week. So I'm like, okay, I can I can play games for 20 minutes, and then I got to get back and get this get this tidied up a bit. But um, but hey, you know, talking about enjoyable things and uh, ways to ways to spend spend past your your pastime here, maybe take a load off. Uh, wind back. Well, I think you're in the right place for that, dear sweet listener, because you are tuning in to a new episode of the Two Wizards Podcast. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, Two Wizards Podcast. Find us at Two Wizards Pod C1. Uh, my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yeah, welcome back, guys. Um, Yeah, I was going to say something cute about like, well, you know what else? You should only do it 20 minutes at a time, much like Asana. <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> your brain is encumbered, but I'm not going to say that. Instead, I'm going to say, say, Josh, what's in your wizards, whatever the hell it is, because this season we are, you know what? Because this season we're wizards who are do our dishes and oh, every yeah. week there's something different in our wizards mm-hmm. drinking right. thing. <laughs> what are you drinking, <laughs> right. buddy? Well, I am following a little bit from last week, uh, but also having a new spin on it, much like a senile uh, village elder kind of forgetting things. But I'm starting off with yet another Atomic Pumpkin Voodoo Ranger from uh, New Belgium. So spicy uh, pumpkin ale. I've had it before. It's delicious. Mark's had it before. 
Okay. So that, that's what I have to start. Uh, but Mark, how about you, man? Oh, I got, I came back from a trip. Um, as I want to do on these trips, I drank too much beer at too many different breweries. So I'm recognizing that I need to, you know, clean up my act a bit. So I've got truly hard seltzer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Passion fruit and watermelon. Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing quite says late October spooky month um, like like the horrors that are truly. <laughs> that, truly, truly the horrors. The truly the horrors. Zero sugar. <laughs> terrible flavor. We've been to this party, but I'm not mixing it with anything. It's not rocket fuel tonight. Okay. Because really, what I'm going to start with is out of Four Noses Brewing Company, their Pump Action Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Oh, baby. Okay, let's I go. went to a real city this week, and I went places and did <laughs> things. And maybe I went to three different liquor stores looking for pumpkin beer, and God damn it if I didn't find some. But special occasion, you're drinking pumpkin, I'm drinking pumpkin. Yeah, seemed appropriate. Yeah, Heck yeah, dude. Well, in, on that note, uh, here's a happy cheers to you, sir. Cheers, good buddy. Here's Anya. Yeah, that's 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 the one. Uh, but okay, so a pumpkin imperial ale is that clocking in? Because because yeah, I think it, 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 uh, isn't it like north of eight percent makes it an imperial. Something like that? So this is 7.7, and it's got 12 IBU. I don't know if those help at all, but it's close enough, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. It's good. It's really solid. And it's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, sometimes you get an Imperial, and you just taste that, like, kind of boozy. It's not that at all, so that'll play, It's just like diesel. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Straight, yeah. Diesel. No, because we were. What? There was something, uh... I think one of our times doing a little build our own six pack, something like that. I think the Mrs. Wizard spotted a, yeah, like an Imperial pumpkin ale. And I was like, not tonight, baby. <laughs> maybe, maybe some night, maybe like actually on Halloween, but but not tonight. I got some other things to do. Uh, <laughs> well, Mark, so, so continuing spooky month here. Um, let's see here. We've had, we've had some, some kind of fun size horrors. Uh, you, you led that episode. We did, um, uh, uh, cryptid insurance. Cryptid insurance. That's right. Thank you. Thank man. Okay. I'll, I'll already. I'll it's been a, dude. It's been a fucking minute. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like two has. weeks. It, and yeah, like, like strangely enough, yeah. yeah, it it does. It does. Okay. So if I if I, but but all that is to say, continuing uh, this month's theme, uh, I have I have taken lead on this one, uh, and you know I th- I think we had some private DMs. Uh, it was like the like, oh, here's the uh, footage from a passenger train in Colorado about Bigfoot, uh, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or looks like Bigfoot, and we were we were DMing, and it's like, man, we haven't like actually tackled Bigfoot yet. You know, we're we're, we're into we're well into our third year, um, mm-hmm. se- seventh season, um, but it is it's something, and I think I said something like, well, you know, it's kind of like with Yokai Five, it was it was too obvious to do Bigfoot. We're we're, we're building up to that. That's not what we're doing tonight. But this is another topic kind of along those lines. Like, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that we haven't really discussed this thing at length yet. But I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect for Spooky Month. Uh, and so, again, man, just barely dipping a toe into this. But, but Mark, uh, it's also fitting that I'm drinking this New Belgium uh, Atomic Pumpkin Voodoo Ranger. And, you know, we're talking about... Uh, uh, hey, we're going on travels and we're like sampling all the little local 
local um, uh, breweries and things and uh, maybe being moved by these um, kind of forces and spirits that like, yeah, I'd have a beer with them, but like, I don't know if I want to like invite them into my house necessarily. Mark, today, this episode, we're going to be talking about voodoo. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Yes, this, yeah, this, because, um, you, you know, uh, earlier in the year, the Mrs. Wizard and I were in New Orleans uh, for, I was at an a- academic conference, and we did, and we walked around the French Quarter. Um, she got her fortune read with some tarot cards, uh, uh, hopped into a couple of shops, and saw all the little uh, accoutrements, like the little the little figures. Um, I don't recall seeing any, like, dry, or no. I think they did sell like chicken feet. I think they were selling like chicken feet keychains, uh, or yeah, yeah, keychains, so so like that. Um, uh, so so yeah, we we were there recently. Uh, she was just watching uh the Princess and the Frog last night, so that was also top of mind. Uh, <laughs> and you're yeah, sitting there man. picking it apart, like that's not how this shit works. Yeah, it's like all right, Disney, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bad enough you screwed up everything with Hercules, uh, but don't you dare, you know, like, hey, when are they going to get canceled for the, like, wildly inaccurate, borderline offensive portrayal of uh, of uh, hoodoo? <laughs> so, uh, so we are. We're, we're going to be talking a little bit about voodoo, um, some of its many, its many iterations. I think that I think that's going to be one of the themes, like. There's there's no there's not really such a thing as pure voodoo just because that's kind of how it works. Um, there there is there are these regional variations and oh here's a deity that goes by this name over here but over in this place it's slightly different but basically the same. Um, uh, so we're gonna be talking about that generally and then we'll get into some specifics about uh, uh, Haitian voodoo. And then also for New Orleans, Louisiana voodoo. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll talk about kind of what it is, what it means. We'll talk about some of the practices, um, some of the things that are legit, some of the things that are Disney-fied or Hollywoodized. Uh, and then, I don't know, we'll also maybe dabble just a little bit. Like, we're not going to do any practices or anything because I don't want to get a curse called on me because I'm playing with powers beyond my control. But we're talking about voodoo. So starting off, um, as as I always do, any sort of experiences that you have, Mark? Uh, you, have you gotten like your palm read or um, like, oh, wow, hey, my, my, my kidneys are really acting up. Maybe somebody's sticking a needle in a effigy of me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it, it's like voodoo per se, but mm. this one night when I was, you know, still a checkout wizard, I mm. wouldn't give this old Hispanic dude bacon for super cheap. And he said, you better watch your back and wheeled away in his little rascal scooter. And I shit you not, not 20 minutes later, I like threw out my back standing still talking to my manager. Oh, so my I don't God. Know, maybe. Maybe. Could. Yeah. Maybe there's some weird San Luis Valley version of the <laughs> Or yeah, maybe that motherfucker was a duende who just really wanted bacon. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but he wasn't exactly big. You know what I'm trying exactly to say? Big. Yeah, exactly. I think I do. I think I do. But uh, but yeah, also, so yeah, I, other than like my one trip to New Orleans, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot of experience. Um, 
don't really have a lot of knowledge. And so I'm also treading with a little bit of caution because I want to be respectful. I want to give yeah. like a like the due diligence to all this. So I'm going to try my best with names. I'm going to try my best with pronunciation because this is, man, this is a whole, a whole kind of broad thing. And so when we're talking about voodoo, and this, this is what I'm saying too, there, there's not like one thing. It's not like the Catholic Church or like right, right, right. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like there's all <laughs> these variations. And um, specifically, we're looking at uh, West Africa uh, and the, the one of the like traditional religions. And even to call it a religion is kind of different because it's not like it's just life, you know, like it's not like, all right, kids, you know, hey, it's time for. Sunday mass or it's time to go to church. Like, no, this is just life. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this, this is a sort of like collection of religions, traditions, cultures uh, from, from West Africa, which is called Vodou. So it looks like V O D U N, but I learned two things. One, the O is short uh, two the U is long and three, uh, you don't pronounce the N. So it's Vodou. Um, And, what that word means in some of these languages, so like in Fangbe, Gungbe, and Evegbe, uh, what Vodou means is spirit. Because that, that's okay. what it is. Okay. And so uh, these are practiced by, uh, uh, again, sort of like sort of like tribes, cultures, um, uh, peoples, uh, primarily the Aja, the Ebe, and the Fon people that you would find in our sort of modern day uh, uh, national distinctions of Benin, Togo, Ghana, and Nigeria. And in the Vodou cosmology, uh, the earth and all of its inhabitants are, are governed by a hierarchy of spirits um, that, that range in power. So, so we're, we're talking all the way from, from the major deities who govern the forces of nature uh, and humanity you know, down to defenders of, of certain clans or certain families or certain tribes. And then, and then even all the way down to like uh, these spirits of individual trees or rocks or rivers. Um, and so, I, again, it's really tricky doing like comparative religion stuff. Because uh, I'm not mm. at all saying that like this is like the Greek pantheon. But it's kind of like the Greek pantheon, you know. There's there there are yes these like major gods these major deities these major spirits, uh, mm-hmm. but then also like just when you're out and about walking around like, hey, uh, notice the rivers dried up you know from the last couple seasons and we haven't had rain in, in a while maybe those individual spirits are disgruntled something's something's pissed them off and so they've short up the water just like in yeah greek mythology you know they have like dryads the wood nymphs or mm-hmm. nereids the, the ocean nymphs you know so so yeah it's reminiscent of that but i'm not saying it's exactly the same actual magical sympathetic magic right right right, right. and like these things influence us humans but we humans can also influence these things to an extent right Okay. Okay. There's also kind of tied up with this too. There, there's a strong emphasis on ancestor worship. So when when your relatives when they pass away, you again you want to you know give them proper burial rites, uh, make sure that they're satisfied because their spirits are going to exist alongside of us, and 
uh, hey, the last thing you want to do is have a pissed off Uncle Frank, um, like, knocking the jars over in your house because that one time you didn't return his uh, his, 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 his his iron knife, and so he's pissed about it. <laughs> also, like 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 many of these two, um, uh, a lot of these are more matriarchal. So. Both in the cosmology, which I'll which I'll get into a little bit more here, some of these uh, vodou, some some of these spirits, yeah, much more an emphasis, uh, much more of an emphasis on on uh, the feminine and uh, the female spirits, um, and then the sort of practitioners, the priestesses of vodou are well priestesses, and a lot mm-hmm. of times it's it's hereditary, uh, it's passed down through the matrilinear side. Um, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. But yeah, it, it's typically the women who are conducting these ceremonies, things like that. But yeah, and so and so yeah. Uh, oh, I guess um, I'll also mention some of my sources here. So some of the things that I found helpful uh, were the Routledge Encyclopedia of Religious Rites, Rituals, and Festivals, uh, Sacred Words, a source book on the great religions of the world, and African Vodou, Art, Psychology, and Power by Suzanne Preston Bleer. Kind of using some of these sources here, here's here's kind of generally what I understand about uh, West African Vodou. So the supreme being, the supreme deity, uh, is Nana Buluku, or Buruku, or Buku, or Buklu. Because again, you know, like, j- just like there's all these different variations on, like, Greek myths, like... Oh, yeah, we say that Heracles um, uh, chopped this boulder in half. It's like, oh, well, in our polis, then on the other side of the mountain, we say that Heracles uh, dug this cliff, you know. So mm-hmm. spelling variations, name variations are going to be slightly different. Uh, but Nanabaluku is is the, like, yeah, the sort of, like, primordial force uh, for the Fon and the Eve people. Uh, but she gave birth to the to to like the creator goddess uh, called Mawu or Mahu. Mawu is more associated with the moon, so she's a moon goddess. Okay. Uh, but but Nana Baluku also created or like gave her. Uh, and again, this is just kind of how it works in a lot of these myths. Gave her like a brother husband uh, uh, companion uh, Vodou, uh, who is the sun god, and his name is Lisa. <laughs> Okay, and so th- through this, comp- and, well, and there's also even some traditions that like say so like no, that it's not like Ma- Mawu and Lisa, uh, these two separate entities. They're actually like an androgynous like combination, Mahu Lisa. Which all right, giddy up. <laughs> but it's with this union that 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 yes, there's the the earth is created life is created and then all of these like thousands all these thousands of other spirits all these other uh vodou uh but just to name like some of the some of the heavy hitters some of the important ones there's sakpata who's the vodou of the earth so like instead of mother earth we have sakpata earth okay uh the twins xevioso who's the vodou of thunder pretty sweet uh, and his twin brother Gun, the god of iron and war, so like that's a pretty awesome pairing, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. there's Agbe, the Vodou of the sea, Age, the Vodou of agriculture, Joe, the Vodou of air, and this guy Mark, he's going to come back. Pretty important, Legba, who is the Vodou of the unpredictable. 
and he is the chief of all of the Vodou divinities, and he is often depicted as or with a giant phallus. <laughs> all right, right on. Yeah. Well, you know, unpredictability of big dicks. You want to talk about something yeah. up, right? <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about you want to talk about things being out of your control. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to hit the cat with it. It got in my way. Yeah. Right. Honey, I swear <laughs> I wasn't knocking stuff off the counter. It just happened. I... It just happens. Um. All right, class of sixth graders, it's time for you to give your persuasive speeches. Josh, why don't you start us off here? Uh, could you maybe give me like 10 minutes? <laughs> I don't I don't have my paper. <laughs> I want to talk about walking up bent over. <laughs> yeah. This is my reading from Victor Hugo's Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Legba... Uh, Coincidentally, is also often depicted as like an old man. So he's also an old man who's just at attention. Um, okay. Uh, and then finally, not a vodou, but also very important to the story here. Uh, Mawu uh, gave birth to the first woman, Gabadu, and then this is how humans came to be. Um, and so, and so, how how the system works is because everything stems from these spirits. Everything has an essence of the divine. Uh, we, we, we all like, like all of us, humans, animals, uh, uh, trees and, and rocks and water and things. We, we all, we all have part of this within us and also the power of this. And so this is where we see things like, Hey, here's these like herbal medicines. Like if you're not feeling well, um, you go to some of these priestesses, these, you know, quote unquote voodoo priestesses, these voodoo doctors, these witch doctors, if you will, not in a mm -hmm. pejorative way. Um, right. Yeah, but a witch doctor. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like kind of literally a witch doctor. Yeah, literally um, a, a doctor or a witch who's going to like cure you of your ailment. And it's by and it's by using and it's by using the things of this material plane because everything has part of this divinity within it. So yes, it seems like herbal medicines or even just like objects, um, uh, just like wooden objects or, or like iron objects, uh, and and these talismans or fetishes mm -hmm. are either statues or they are dried animal or human parts used for their healing and spiritually rejuvenating properties because again it's like it's like this is it's not exactly like a vessel that a vodou like inhabits it's just well no this it already has it in there um and a lot of times too you'll see these these uh little shrines or altars which which um uh, store store these fetishes store these objects and right to pro, pro to propitiate the spirits the the vodou you like leave offerings for them you like give them a little bit of food you you pour out a little bit of um uh palm wine uh to to make them happy and then because they're in a good mood they'll they'll use their powers to help you out um okay okay so so yeah um, and again, because this is very matriarchal, matrilinear, um, within, you know, sort of each, each kind of clan or tribe or family, you'll, you'll see the, the, the queen mother and she's like the oldest daughter. Um, and, and, and she will lead some of these important, yeah, kind of like ceremonies around like marriages or funerals or the birth of children. Like she's the head honcho. Or the head honcha, I guess. <laughs> um, 
and uh and 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 yet and so so yeah when when any sort of misfortune occurs uh nothing's random nothing just happens by chance it's assumed that some that some vodou uh, great or small is uh pissed off okay like okay. we offended somebody maybe it was one of these ancestral ghosts who feel slighted maybe we didn't give them enough at their altar or something and so yeah things like you know suffering and disease sometimes yeah like natural disaster kind of stuff so these are attributed to and, and and not even necessarily like malicious not even like evil it's just again kind of going back to that thing like yeah say you don't call your aunt for a while and then she gets kind of angry and and uh won't want to like help you out or something it's it, it's kind of like that i think that's my understanding what no. say i'm mortal or i'm a mortal who's marrying the super hot deity of the sea and i totally forgot to invite this old bitch goddess of discord yeah i got you yeah <laughs> right exactly that nobody wanted there and she just showed up yeah, and ruined everything so why would i invite her all right exactly exactly so so yes even though lots of like hardship and suffering can be uh, attributed to maybe a vodou who hasn't been properly ingratiated or whatever uh it's not death though it's it's not necessarily like oh somebody died ergo like a vodou is angry death is death is something different though because again it's 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 a different cultural understanding where like okay yeah like but even though that person is has died like their spirit their vodou is like still here it's not like they're going to like the afterlife like they're they're still around and everything dies and like that that was just this person's time and hey some people even like anticipate that they look forward to that because hanging out in the spiritual plane is a lot cooler than hanging out in this more earthly one um that makes uh, sense so, yeah yeah so like it's so like even even like an early death um isn't like feared that that in of itself is not a bad sign because you know hey maybe maybe that just happens uh but 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 other types of premature death things like committing suicide or things like war uh that or or even in some cases like and there's where we kind of get into like some of the like spirits are angry or i'm enlisting the spirits to like do my ill my ill will um that that is a big that's a big bad no no. If it's your if your time is up, your time is up. But if it's uh-huh. premature, then 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 something's wrong. Um, okay. Okay. And then and then just also right giving a few so it's so like to this day to this day um uh the country of uh Benin uh some one point six million people in Benin still follow Vodou. That's uh, roughly seventeen oh, percent wow. of the country. Uh, in uh, Togo, it's about half of Togo's population, which is um, uh, 5 million. So 2.5 million people in Togo follow v- Vodou. Uh, and about 14 million people in Nigeria practice a range of traditional religions, um, including Vodou, but also some other some other ones, um, like, uh, like Ifa, which is, which is again, they're... You oh how how is this? This is in one of the sources, um, and I really liked this phrase. Uh, variety and ubiquity describe traditional African religions. So it's like everywhere, sure. and like again, just little variations on on a theme. Um, but yeah, so that's that's 
kind of where where we start. That's sort of where we start with, um, yeah, when we talk about voodoo is uh, voodoo, this West African kind of like collection of, um, yeah, tribal, tribal religions and uh, rituals and, yeah, things like that. Right on. You can go like I'm. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page right now. You can see some 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 really interesting. You can see some of these statues, uh, some of these fetishes. You also see a lot of like skulls and things because, hey, this is still a part of this animal that we use uh, in some of these rituals. Here, here's a way to like, um, yeah, entreat the spirits to kind of like intervene on our behalf or to keep them happy. Um, and yeah, there's also including things like, things like kind of animal sacrifices too. Um, but that's, yeah, but again, so, so that's, so that's the sort of like origin kind of, um, and then where it gets, where it gets more interesting, or I don't know if it's more interesting, where it also gets interesting is when we're talking about the, uh, African diaspora, because Mark, I don't know if you've ever heard, uh, about this thing that happened, um, uh, there's this thing called, called slavery. <laughs> what? That's... Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, you, you... You mean that, that deal that we totally are flipping to say was good for an entire nation of people <laughs> and helped them? And that guy's going to try and run for president? That kind of... No, Josh, that's the first yeah. I've heard of it. Slavery? Yeah, Am a... I saying it right? Slavery? Right. Right, triangle this, trade. Yeah, yeah, there's this thing called the triangle trade between Europe and Africa and the Americas, uh, South America, North America, and and the Caribbean. Where yes, round about the oh I don't know, 17th century, something like that. Um, yes, uh, many Africans, and not always with their permission or their consent <laughs> uh, were, were no longer found themselves no longer in Africa but found them all the way across the Atlantic Ocean uh, in some of these new places <laughs> like and so here's where we see so and specifically West Africa right and so, so that's why right. we're starting off here so as as these people, uh, and, and again, also from a variety of, of, of different tribes and kind of like uh, varied and ubiquitous um, religious practices, we're all still kind of like clumped together and just shipped over. Mm -hmm. uh, when they found themselves enslaved, uh, they, 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 still, they, they still kept their religious practices with them. Um, and yet they, as almost everything does... Um, th these these practices evolved and changed, and they added new elements, and you know maybe some other elements were, were dropped out. And so when we talk about voodoo in, in the Americas, we're talking specifically about a syncretic religion. Uh, syncretic uh, comes from two Greek words: syn meaning together, and krasis meaning mixing. So, listeners, the next time you want to just say like if something is is a mixture, call it syncretic and you will wow and amaze everybody <laughs> and you will so, confuse the room 
Yeah, you'll confuse a room. Uh, so yeah, when when you go up to a bar and order a martini, uh, and the bartender asks you <laughs> shaken or stirred, you can say syncretic, please. <laughs> it can be a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but all that is to say, so so the sort of African vodou. Uh, transplanted, transferred across the Atlantic, would, would was was mixed specifically with Roman Catholicism because a lot of these um, colonies and plantations were run by were, were were set up and run by European nations that were Catholic. So like Spain, Portugal, um, uh, France. Um, I don't know Italy necessarily, but yeah, those are I think were the big ones: Spain, Portugal, French, hugely mm-hmm. Catholic countries. And so, but that also kind of makes sense too, with like because in Catholicism, yes, there is there is God, and then there is Jesus, who is also man but also God. But then you you get the veneration of the saints. So like, you don't worship right. that. It's not that you're worshiping these other people. But you are venerating them. You are you are you are giving uh, uh, respect and offerings and sacrifice and sacrifices to them in a way. And you can ask these saints to intercede. Like when you lose something, you pray to Saint Anthony because he's the patron saint of finding lost shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you also set up right these like catholic altars and things like in in a catholic church a lot of times you'll see kind of like other stations where there are candles and offerings and flowers and you know whatever whatever mm-hmm. and so yeah there, there there also seems to be a lot of carryover between these and so when when we talk about voodoo in the americas the, the it's this blending of the african kind of rituals with uh catholic rituals and here's where we get things uh, uh, including but not limited to Camdomble JJ, aka Brazilian Vodum, uh, Cuban Vodou, which is not exactly the same as Santeria, because Santeria comes more from Yoruba, which is a different African religion, more like kind of central, but also kind of west, but kind of still the same thing. You get mm-hmm. Dominican Voodoo, you get Haitian Voodoo, which we'll be talking about in a bit. You get Louisiana Voodoo, which we're talking about in a little bit. You get Tr- Trinidadian uh, Voodoo. So, like all of these, all of these things that uh, are again like slightly different and like kind of unique to their area, but also still drawing a, a lot upon the same, the same. So a lot of right, the same right. spirits, a lot of the same ideas a lot of these same deities and, it is ironic that they scooped yeah. up the or that it it's so tightly associated with catholicism because like i just think of christianity in general you know you can't be a christian you're you got to be you know denominate what are you baptist are you evangelical right. like mm-hmm. you, Methodist? so it's not just one thing and that's what this is it's not just one thing it's we're taking all the things but it's weird that it's catholic is what the one you know that like they really stuck to it's that's yeah. interesting I mean, because, but, but, but I think that's a lot of it too, is like, yeah, like after, after Protestant Reformation, when there was this explosion of Christian denominations, it was, it was like, no, those guys are heretics. They're doing it wrong. We got it figured out. And so like with the Protestant kind of, the Protestant tradition is like trying to get closer and closer 
and but also like smaller and smaller. Whereas, right, I, I mean, kind of like Catholicism generally is still like the one largest denomination of Christianity. But it's also like, yeah, you know, hey, here's like these little patron patron saints or uh, yeah, like, hey, we all just got to trust that like the Pope is actually like still hearing God's God's will, God's messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it, yeah, we got to do what the Pope says. But but beyond that, like, sure, go crazy. Uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I, but I, I think I get what you're saying too. That like, and then also when you kind of compare that with like the Spanish uh, Inquisition, where mm-hmm. there was another sort of like, hey, we got to like, um, really crack down on this heretical nonsense, or at least that's what they would say. But then yeah, it was this sort of like all of these uh, displaced and enslaved. Africans were like, okay, like, sure, but we're still going to, like, kind of practice our own thing and sort of mix it in with, like, hey, this is what the Catholics are doing? Neat. We can incorporate that. We can, we can, uh, sort of, sort of add, add that to our, 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 our conglomeration, our, our, our mixture of what it is to, like, practice. Um, I think. Well, it makes sense. I don't know. So you are taken out of a place and then you are inserted. Like, so you're in Cuba, probably the most Catholicist place in the entire damn world, right? You're going to pick up that shit anyway, whether or not they teach it to you. So like, of and I also imagine it's pretty fairly prominent. So of course you're going to pick it up and then why not tie that to what you're already doing? You know what I mean? Well, and, and would maybe perhaps also make it slightly more palatable to... Uh, the actual like plantation owners, you know, like they see maybe that these people are like kind of practicing something that almost sort of could be Catholic-y if you don't think about it too hard. And so, so I, I think that's maybe maybe part of it, too, versus 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 some of the other other things. But um, yeah, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But but so. So so that's like I said, that, that's kind of the history. But I think like you ask a person on the street here in America or, you know, you rent whatever like movies. Um, I, I think the ones that will most kind of come to our immediate mind are either uh, Haitian voodoo or Louisiana voodoo. Which And so I want to I want to focus more on, on those two or again, sort of a, an, also just sort of like a mixture of these two. Um Cause and and yeah and and I know I was kind of joking about like these being uh, syncretism, but that's also I think a big part of it too, is as opposed to you know the more kind of Protestant like no we have to purify this right I mean that's why they were called the Puritans, mm-hmm. uh, it's like no like it, it it's been polluted by all these outside influences our faith has been corrupted so we need to like purify it, but with these kind of cultures mixture is like at that, that that's great that's 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 good and that's natural so it's not like hey we have to keep our like uh west african uh vodou uh pure it's like ah oh, cool we can mix all this stuff together that's literally and i'll get to this specifically with louisiana but this is also the case in haiti when two languages mix together that's called a creole 
Right, um, right. Uh, when you look at the cuisine of these areas, it's a mixture of like, again, with New Orleans in, in Louisiana. It's like, okay, well, here's like, here, here's like some French influence. Here's some influence from, from uh, African slaves. Here's, here's some influence. And so it's a mixing and, a, and it's a unique combination or a distinctive combination. Uh, and that, and that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, and so and so the like mixing of these things in some instances tends to be kind of bad, but in these it's like, no, this is perfect. This is awesome. You know, more, more things to kind of like draw upon. Um, but, uh, but okay. So, so just a little bit about, uh, 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 Haitian voodoo. So yes, it is a lot of that. Um, but also it's, it's, it's drawing upon the West African, um, uh, Vodou and some other different um, African religions like Yoruba. Um, and so the the cosmology is slightly different. The, the, the chief figures are slightly different. So in Haitian voodoo, uh, the creator deity is not uh, Mawu, uh, but this is Bondier, um, which that name itself for this creator god comes from the french bon dieu which means good god so also already right there here's like in the haitian right. voodoo cosmology there's there's this there's more of this mixing this syncretism uh and so like the head dude uh quote-unquote god uh is his ultimate source of power in the universe and responsible for maintaining order and instead of uh, Vodou as spirits, they have Loa, which is just another word for spirits. Uh, or again, we see more of the French influence here. Um, so yeah, Loa, spirits, uh, mystères, uh, anges, sens, les invisibles. And these are, or, or angels. That's another way to kind of think about them. So these right. entities, yeah, these, these entities are Bondier's intermediaries who will kind of like travel between and, and among both of these planes. Uh, the Loa can communicate to humans in, in dreams uh, or even possess them. It, it's, again, man, also kind of like with a lot of the Greek stuff. The Loa aren't like moral beings that we should seek to imitate. Just like the Greek gods are not necessarily moral beings that we, need to Im that we tr should try to imitate. But they're just... They're just powers. They have powers. They're powerful beings, and they have distinctive personalities. Um, they have their idiosyncrasies. They, they have favorite foods. They have favorite days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so you're asking these Loa to kind of lend their power or to just act on your behalf. Um and when they're angry with you, when, when they're upset, they might remove their protection uh, from the people who are who are their devotees. Uh, or even they might go so far as to like actually yeah, inflict like misfortune, harm, uh, disease, madness, stuff like that. OK, uh, yeah. these these Loa are divided into nation or nations. Uh, and there's supposedly 17 different Loa nations which I think is great. Um, 
A slightly different but also related term is fanmi or family. So it's another kind of way to collect or group some of these loa. Uh, the two largest and most dominant uh, nashon are the rada and the petwo. So rada are, uh, the, 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 they are the cool, they are the cool loa, both in the sense of like, you know, a little more mild mannered, but also like wearing a leather jacket, leaning on a jukebox. <laughs> um <laughs> Rada are generally sweeter and nicer and more benevolent to humanity, while the Petwo are are hot, uh, meaning they have all the right curves in all the right places. Uh, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, but they are also maybe slightly more forceful or violent, and and they're definitely more morally ambiguous, more amoral, um, and uh, the first. Loa honored in Rada ceremonies is Papa Legba. Papa. Oh, hey. Old man with big dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy. He's cool. <laughs> uh, and then, like, his counterpart uh, for the Petwo ceremonies uh, is a, uh, a being known as Metkalfu who is, again, just, I don't know, very, very, very powerful dude. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to run through some of these again. Maybe some of these might sound kind of familiar. Um, but okay. some other notable loa include Agwe, who is associated with the sea, uh, ships, and fishermen. Kind of sounds like a- Agua or Aqua, Agwe. Oh, interesting. I, I, okay. I think, okay. I think. Um, there's also uh, Ezilifreda, and she is the loa of love and luxury. Of feminine beauty and grace, so I guess kind of an Aphrodite type type figure, maybe. Um, there's Azaka, who's the loa of crops and agriculture, and uh, he's also called Papa or cousin, Papa Azaka. Okay, cousin Azaka is pretty cool. Uh, there's Loco, who's the loa of vegetation and healing, because again, like sort of medicinal uh, herbs and healing and stuff that's under Loco's domain. Um, there is, uh, Sogbo, the Loa of Lightning. There's Danbala, the Loa of Water, Rivers, and Marshes. Uh, Danbala is a giant snake, which I think is pretty sweet. Uh, and this other group of Loa, they don't necessarily have a, uh, nation, uh, nashon. They're, they're more in a fanmi, uh, and these are the Gede. And they are associated with the world of the dead. And the Gede are led by one, Baron Samadhi, a.k.a. Baron Saturday, uh, a.k.a. Yes, that one villain from James Bond. <laughs> I was going to make a joke and I decided not to, but you know, anyway. that's 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 literally that's literally him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this like creepy laugh. <laughs> what is that? Living daylights, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Living daylights. Yeah. Uh, and in, uh, of course, the Golden Eye uh, game for the N sixty four, in the <laughs> temple, right? Temple level, the like bonus level at the end. Is that where it was? That sounds right. Yeah. Where where you get the golden gun, and then you have to like track him down, and he has like. And you have to kill him like three times because he comes out wheeling like lasers and mm-hmm. <laughs> so that too. 
Um, so, so yeah, each of these Loa, like I mentioned before, they, they, they have their peculiarities. They, they have personalities, they have favorite foods, favorite drinks, favorite days of the week, Baron, uh, Baron Samadhi, for instance. Uh, and so what you do is you set up an altar that, that you use to, again, like, 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 like make, make offerings. Uh, maybe you'll have some sort of depiction of them, like a, like a, like a painting, or a little statue. Um, they also have these 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 these, these detailed patterns uh, called uh, veve, and you you also kind of like you can draw these things out um, to uh, yeah yeah to invoke or to um, uh, get the attention of whatever loa that you're getting after. And there's some there's some pretty damn cool ones. Um, and I'll I'll make sure that we have some copies of these um, for our promotion of this episode when it comes out yeah so so even though we talked about um uh papa legba meaning being like the first among the uh rada uh nashon uh all of the gede family uh their symbol is also an erect penis (laughs) (laughs) okay just again also like the greeks just dicks everywhere just dicks everywhere (laughs) <laughs> ton ton tanuki usual voodoo dick <laughs> and also like i said before because this is a syncretic uh, uh religion here most of these loa are also associated with specific roman catholic saints okay. uh so uh, zaka the loa of agriculture is associated with saint uh isidore the farmer uh, Papa Legba is typically associated with St. Peter, uh, which just works on so many different levels. <laughs> uh, I think this is awesome too. Um, Dambala, the like water snake Loa, he is, he is equated either with St. Patrick of Ireland. Um, okay. because he drove the snakes out. Or he's associated with Moses because Moses is in, in demonstrating to the Pharaoh, uh, he turned his his staff into a serpent. So that's also pretty sweet. Hmm. Yeah, man, it's just so so fascinating uh, to like see how these like two elements are kind of blending together, are are kind of kind of um, yeah, I, I guess just mixed into this wonderful jambalaya. Uh, that is that is <laughs> Haitian, and then later Louisiana voodoo, um, kind of like I mentioned before. So Haitian voodoo says that the chief deity Bandier he he has preordained the time of everyone's death. Um, so I guess it's also sort of weird, weirdly like Calvinist in, in a way, like you're gonna die when, when you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but there's not necessarily like an afterlife like heaven or hell so that um so 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 that each person has has a soul the esprit which comes from the latin espiritu um uh and and you also have like a like another soul that gets like split into two so there's the t bonange the good little angel and the guo bonange the big good angel Bonange, Bon Angel. You can see how that works. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So when you die, um, the the big 
good angel uh goes to goes to one place uh goes to join the Ginen, the ancestral spirits while the little good angel uh faces judgment before bondier uh hmm. so again it's sort okay. of a uh, but then also kind of weirdly Egyptian too, because the Egyptians thought that there were the Ba and the Ka, like the two sort of like souls that, that you had there. Right. Um, so yeah, man, it's just, oh God, it's so cool. I'm just barely scratching the surface, but like, it's neat. I think it's neat. I think it's neat. <laughs> I think it's neat. I think it's super cool. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh man. Okay. So. Uh, before we continue, though, uh, an update to our uh, wizard's cup, mug, whatever, our wizard's um, uh, sacrificial cup on a voodoo altar. Um, <laughs> this is from, where is, where's your, oh, okay, yeah, this is from Seventh Sun Local Brewery here. I uh, mentioned them before. This is their decorative gourd, ale brewed with roasted butternut squash Ooh. and spices. So I guess I guess this is the evolution of pumpkin beer. Um, so yeah, we have butternut squash beer. <laughs> Fucking hipsters. <laughs> I know it is. You know, just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But yeah, they can be. They can be a little kind of hipstery. I I will admit. But oh yeah, that is that is butternut squash. Really? It's like squashy. Oh, it's also, what's all in here? Oh, garam masala meets whole roasted butternut squash in this rich caramelized tribute to fall. Ooh, cool. So yeah, I got a little, uh, got a little Indian influence there too. Look at this, this, this syncretic beer that I, <laughs> the blending of traditions, blending of uh, backgrounds. Um, okay, well, Mark. I know I, I appreciate your patience and listeners. I appreciate your patience because yeah, we're what like an hour in and you're like, okay, Josh, enough of like the history and like the like carefully curated um, cultural elements. Let's actually get into like, what about the actual sacrifices? What about voodoo dolls and stuff? Like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, been very uh, uh, hey, Josh, all this context is great and everything, but dude, I'm here for uh, <laughs> Papa Shango spitting green mist and some voodoo dolls. What can you do for me, buddy? <laughs> because we are, we are two pasty wizards and we are taking on some magic that is well outside of our experience, but, but we're here. I feel like we've done our diligence here. Okay, so let's get into it. So in Haitian voodoo, it is also less matriarchal, matrilineal, although not entirely. So here we have uh, a a priest called an ungan or a hungan, uh, and a priestess called a manbo or mambo. Out in rural Haiti, you see more priests, you see more ungan. Uh, versus in the urban areas where it's it's a more 50-50 split. Really? Priests priest and priestess. Yeah, found that interesting. Found that super interesting. So, uh, yes, the uh, Ungan and the Manbo, uh, they, they organize liturgies, kind of public works. Uh, they prepare initiations. They consult with clients uh, using divination. And true to their, you know, sort of like herbalist, witch doctor, medicinal uh pasts yeah also prepare remedies for 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 the sick um there's not really like a hierarchy there's not like 
the equivalent of a pope. It's just you're tr- you are not exactly trained because this is kind. Of, this is often hereditary. Um, so you don't like you're you 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 get initiated, but you don't like do an apprenticeship. Okay. Because again, it's not. Because again, it's also just like it's not you necessarily, but it's the loa who are doing these things. Right. Um, and so it's so yeah, it's also sink it's or also swim super, magic. Super interesting. Yeah, yeah, basically that. Um. Uh. It, however, it, it can be pretty pricey. Um. To 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 uh become one of these things. Primarily because you have to like have a temple. You have to have an onfo. You have a temple, but here's where like all of your altars are. Here's where you do your work. Here's your all, you do all that. Right. Um, and so yeah, to like make one of those and like keep one of those is uh, well, so not cheap. Tag in. My name is Mark, and I'm a wizard, and mm-hmm. I like magic. Um, a lot of things suggest that you don't basically shit where you eat. From a ritualistic standpoint. Right. So you, you know, you're going to do a thing. You don't do it in your home because then you can bring it into your home. You, you do it outside right. of and then, you know, leave it there. So, yeah, that makes that makes nothing but sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, uh, be, be, well, well, yeah, and, and, and because it's not your house, it's, it's a house for the Loa. Right. It's the house for the spirits. Right. Which, yeah, is, is also kind of what, like what you're saying, too. Um. And, um, so, so yeah, like, like there, there is this, there's a special building and oftentimes too, like this sort of like greater, the, the surrounding area is, is demarcated with like trees. Um, and oftentimes like hanging from these trees are, yeah, like, like strips of material, animal skulls, um, uh, straw sacks. There's also a lot of animals that are kept there, uh, for use as sacrifices. Um, a lot of times goats. Mm-hmm. Cause man, these poor these poor sweet goats. Um, it seems like they a lot of the sacrificing falls onto their cloven hooves and their <laughs> weird eyes. <laughs> 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 yes, and so in these communities, you sort of develop, I suppose, kind of a congregation. Okay. Uh, known as the uh, Piritkaye, the children of the house. And uh, there's also the Unsi, and these are people who make a lifelong commitment to to serving the lo the loa. So you have like the uh, Ungan or the Mambo, but then you also have like your associates uh, who assist you, but are not themselves priests or, or, or priestesses. Um, uh, and a lot of these include like cleaning the house, sacrificing the animals. Uh, and dancing, taking part in dancing, is is a huge uh, element of of rituals and, and practices. Maybe these congregations, again, also kind of more in the rural areas. Maybe they are or become kind of an extended family, and the priest uh, is like the patriarch, um, but not necessarily, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so yeah. There's there's a whole. Um, series of initiations typically four levels um where the and again here's where a lot of this stuff is kind of like hush hush but then a lot of it too is like well we can tell you like this much a little bit right um 
the a lot of times it, it, it involves uh, uh, ritualistic bathing. Um, uh, uh, there's also uh, palm leaves that are kind of like stripped and then worn by the in, in, in initiate. Okay. This also will will continue into uh, another sort of like period of seclusion um, or isolation uh, called the Kuche, where uh, the initiate sleeps on the floor uh, using a mat, but they have a stone for a pillow. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, they follow a specific diet. And then... Um, and this is so interesting, too. So, like, during this, yeah, kind of in- intense process, uh, the, the Guo Bonange, the big angel, leaves the initiate's body so that the Loa can enter in and reside in the priest or priestess's body. Interesting. So that's kind of interesting. Like willing possession. You, like, literally get... Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you, you literally give up part of your soul to, like, serve the Loa, which I think is... Yeah, that's pretty legit. I, th- I think it's pretty legit. Um, talks a little bit about the shrines uh, or altars, so I can talk a little bit more there. Um, they're typically made from, uh, yeah, kind of like, so surprisingly, industrial materials like iron, uh, china, plaster, even plastic. <laughs> um, uh, you'll see a lot of times um, images of some of these Roman Catholic saints hanging out there too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's lots of candles, um, lots of uh, lots of little like bowls and things, so so that so you can make offerings, you, you, you can pour out some 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 food or drink, um, uh, and, and then these veve like detailed sketches are um, are either sketched onto the the floor using things like cornmeal, ash, coffee grounds, and and, and yeah, it's like these these graphics the, these illustrations summon the loa to to come to come come and be present and like listen and hopefully yeah be swayed to to, to do the thing there's a special kind of rattle maraca called an asan uh and uh yeah and, and then there's also right several other we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh the 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 dance the dance because like dancing is a huge part of Haitian voodoo. Um, and so, yes, uh, mentioned several times, but I'll talk a little bit more now about sacrifice. And again, the, the purpose of the sacrifice is to feed the loa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, you're offering food and drink. Uh, and this is, this, is, this is conducted both for the good of the larger community, but also like in the smaller homes. Um. And so yeah, like it just it just kind of depends on what on, on what the loa likes. So uh, Dambala, the water snake, uh, loves eggs, which okay. again makes total sense. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Legba, uh, Grandpa Hardon, <laughs> Master uh, Roshi, Master Roshi, he isn't too picky. He he likes meat. He likes vegetables, uh, but they need to be grilled on a fire. Okay. There's also, you know, uh, uh, grains, fruit, vegetables for a little more simplistic. Um, and this is called a manje sec or a dry meal because there's no blood. 
Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, but then animal sacrifices can include chickens, goats, bulls. Uh, and for the pet woe, for the, yeah, kind of like hot, feisty, uh, more more violent one, they also like pigs. Um, and so these animal sacrifices uh, are, are washed. A lot of times they're they're dressed or maybe even like like painted in in the color of the specific loa because again they also have favorite colors. Um, <laughs> okay. And most of the time, yes, the animal's throat is cut, and the blood is collected in a uh, calabash, which is yeah like another big big gourd, um, aka the bottle gourd. Uh, chickens, however, are often killed just by pulling off their heads. Uh, okay. And for Agwe, who was, yeah, the loa of the sea and yeah, the water uh, guy. sailors. Yeah. The water guy. Um, they will maybe sometimes, uh, take a white sheep and, uh, sail and sail out, um, and throw it overboard. And that counts as, as, as the sacrifice. Huh. Um, which, yeah, that's. Again, fascinating. Super, super fascinating that yeah. the loa of the sea likes white sheep. Um, when the animal is killed, not drowned, I guess, but when it's killed, um, uh, they may be butchered and the organs taken out. Um, sometimes are cooked, sometimes not. And then, yeah, and then those get placed on, on the altar or the veve uh, drying. Um, and so... It's not that like, oh my gosh, here's this like uh, pig's liver that uh, is suddenly like gone. No, the loa like consume the essence of the food. They don't they don't eat the actual material stuff. They just eat the spiritual part of the food. Um, right. Like, yeah, like God and Zeus and everybody like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huff on that smoke. Hot box. So, um, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. That's basically what they're doing. And so, uh, if it's food, it's left on the altar for some period of time. Uh, and then after some period of time, that's when the humans may partake. And so they'll, if, if it's uncooked, or, or maybe if, or maybe they'll just still eat it raw. Um, but, uh, but but yeah, so, so, so after the Loa has had a chance to, to, to feast on the sacrifice, then it's the human's turn. And they can either barbecue it or, or eat it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything that isn't consumed is buried or left at a crossroads, which I thought is kind of cool too. Interesting. Um, and of, of course, like like many other things, um, many other religious traditions, um, a lot of times there's libations. So you'll pour out a drink, pour one out for the loa, and <laughs> and then have yeah uh some some grilled chicken or something (laughs) okay so yes that is animal sacrifice it's not necessarily to like curse anybody it's just well because that's another big thing in like some of the um i I mean of course for like greek and romans they they had animal sacrifices uh in norse mythology the Norse religions that was another thing too you like leave things out Mm -hmm. Um, for for the gods or or for the Hilda folk, right? You know, right. Same same but different. Same but different. Um, another big one, like I mentioned, is dancing. So any sort of nocturnal gathering is often called uh, a dance because the you 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 are inviting the loa in to enter the space, 
possess one of the worshipers, and then it's through this possession that's how the Loa can communicate with the congregation. Hmm. Um, and so, and then so yeah, there's there's um, coincidentally enough, a lot of times this begins with Roman Catholic prayer or hymns. Um, they shake that uh, ason rattle to summon the loa. And then two songs, uh, the prie deo, the outside prayers, are, are sung lasting anywhere from 45 minutes up to an hour. Oh, damn. So this is like a, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, uh, like I mentioned before, in these rituals, it's uh, Legba, who is always like, saluted first and comes in first because he is right like of of gates and doorways and then he leads all the other loa in uh and then each loa may get anywhere from three to seven songs specific to them and yes like the drum and drumming is especially important in these dances um there's yeah there's there's not necessarily other instruments. A, a, a lot of times, it's it's mainly singing. Okay. Uh, and, and and a lot of times, in like some kind of call in response, there will be a solo vocalist who will sing a line, and then everybody else in the chorus will respond back. Um, but uh, but yes, like dancing is dancing is the thing. It is it is the thing for um, Haitian voodoo. Interesting. Uh. And, and right, so like during during the dance um, and the low is cu- coming in, whoever it is uh, that that um, is possessed uh, by the loa, um, they are called the chual or the horse. And so the act of possession is called mounting a horse. So it's like, oh. and, and maybe I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great like I don't even want to say metaphor because it's not a metaphor. That's that's what it is. But like that's right. a great image. Yeah, that's a great image. And so this person who's dancing around, being possessed, they're they are the horse. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then and and they and they take on the behavior and the expression of whichever Loa is possessing them. Um, so like if you're possessed by Dambala, maybe you'll just like slither around on the floor and. Stick out your tongue uh, like a snake. <laughs> uh, if you're possessed by Azaka, the, the, the loa of agriculture, um, you'll you'll maybe like get your straw hat and a clay pipe and speak like a farmer speaks. <laughs> um Sometimes this is interesting too. Sometimes the the chual, the 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 horse. Mm-hmm. Um, will will engage with uh, others in financial transactions. So, so any sort of food that has been given as an offering, uh, uh, maybe the loa will like sell it. Will will sell it back, um, to 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 the community. Um, okay. So it's, and you may be thinking like, well, geez, that sounds kind of horrible. Like I don't want to like slither around in the dirt or, um like sell things at, at a loss. But the thing about being chosen um, uh, as the, as the chual is this is, this is, this also carries with it a healing function. So like if you're 
the horse being mounted by the loa, then coming out of it, you feel better and your headache's gone. And and uh, not only you, but like also everybody around who maybe has some ailments, you can like suggest cures to them. Um, when you're the chual, if, if you touch somebody's clothing, that's a sign of good luck. And so... So you um, want this. It's good for you. So yeah, so yeah, it is a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, it's uh, so so yeah, so yeah. There's not quite you know. You may be thinking, wait a sec. What about like the voodoo dolls? Isn't that a thing? Well, maybe we'll have to wait to get to like Louisiana voodoo to talk about that. So so in so in Haitian voodoo, uh, it's not dolls, but it is dancing. It's dancing, leaving out sacrifices, all that stuff. Um, but there is one that is also that I need to remark upon. Um, and this is uh, in Haitian voodoo, uh, the funerals, the dead, and zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so I, I kind of mentioned a little bit uh, uh, about this idea of, about when a person passes, um, the, the, the big good angel joins the other sort of spirits in uh, Genin and the small good angel goes up to Bondier to like have a reckoning of, of, of um, their life. Uh, the corpse itself is bathed in uh, some kind of like herbally infused water and a person uh, gives, gives the corpse messages to take with them to like pass on to the other spirits. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's a wake, uh, and then the body is buried in a cemetery again, like kind of following a lot of, uh, uh, Roman Catholic customs. Um, the night after the funeral, the novena takes place at the home of the deceased, uh, involving Roman Catholic players. Cause that's another one. Um, uh, and a mass is held for the person one year after their death. Practitioners of Haitian voodoo, they 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 have some fear about the dead's ability to harm the living, and so like I was mentioning before, if you know maybe maybe uh, the family members didn't treat this person very well, maybe there's some consternation that their spirit might come back and uh, have some revenge, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. So the so the spirit or one of the spirits goes goes into land of uh, DNN, which is at the bottom of a lake or the bottom of river, uh, for one year and one day. Um, and after a year and a day, there's another ritual, the Wete Mo Nandio, the extracting the dead from the waters of the abyss ritual, where, yes, that big spirit is reclaimed, um, placed into a clay jar, and, uh, and from that point onwards, the spirit is able to, like, assist its relatives and guide its descendants and in, in, in doing all that. It gets like a year and a day to kind of hang out with the other spirits, but then it comes back and like can like serve serve its uh, family members. And a lot of times these jars, not not always, a lot of times these jars will be topped with human skulls, which is also kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's a little spooky. It's a little spooky. Okay. There's implications now. 
yeah, the the implications are are pretty bad here. Well, okay, but what about what? Okay, so like during this year and a day when the big good angel is at the bottom of the lake, um, well, what happens when when someone someone is up to no good, uh, <laughs> starting making trouble in this uh, con- congregation? Uh, they. They capture one little <laughs> no no not 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 a little one not the little angel. They <laughs> capture one big good angel, and the community gets scared. And what do you have? Yes, that, that that's right. You have a zombie. So there are there are secret societies at Champuel that are suspected of actually like murdering a person. Oh shit! Okay, and then during. And then during this year and a day period, that's where they um, do their do their evil deeds. They bribe cemetery workers to get the bones of the deceased person, and then they take the skull. Will baptize the skull, give it food, and then set a particular task uh, for this for the skull. And this is where again Baron Samadhi comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, so a, so a, so a zombie is a, is a deceased person and you take their soul and then you use that to like, kind of, yeah, like do a, do a, do a sort of like astral projection of sorts, um, to, it's not even necessarily animating the body but it's because because it is because it's the spirit, right? Um, but yeah, but it's it, it's this it's this thing that like you get to like boss around and do your bidding, like a not it's like a meat golem, kind of like a meat spirit golem. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I I kind of think I'd understand it if I don't think too hard about it. Yeah, lest I yeah, become yeah, yeah, lest yeah. I become a white guy, I think I might understand. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So, so, um, so, 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 yeah, they, they, um, good news though, if you suspect that there's a zombie, um, out, and well, and that's, that's even it too. They're not even necessarily causing mischief. They're just there. Uh, Like, they're just there. It sucks that they're not like, having the like actual procedures right like the actual like afterlife and things like it, it kind of sucks that they're yeah like being stolen to like do do something even a good thing even if it's like healing cause a lot of times that, that's it too like you like a zombie will be like asked to like cure some kind of illness um so that kind of sucks however if, if you find a, a zombie you know our popular culture we would say like oh well you have to destroy its brain or you have to cut its head off or something like that at least for the Haitian voodoo zombies, um, a, a zombie can be saved um, by feeding them salt. Okay. Again, I think kind of like the purification element. Yeah, because salt is holy. Yeah, or pure. Yeah, well, not holy, holy, but so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, but you so, make so, a, yeah. you like make the circle with salt. So yeah, that makes sense. But 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 even then, even then, like. This is also still like a limited time deal. Um, it's it's eventually believed that like the zombie will will exhaust it, its power, 
Bon Bon Bondier will will reclaim this soul. Uh, so it's so it's yeah it, it's a ticking time meat golem spirit spirit golem thing. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and so this was this was you know a, just you know on on the island of Haiti you know kind of a kind of a thing that was all until uh, the United States occupation of Haiti, which occurred from 1915 to 1934. Uh, and during this time, there was a number of case histories of zombies kind of coming out. Um, the first popular book covering the topic was The Magic Island in 1929 by William Seabrook. Uh, and Seabrook cited uh, uh, Haitian Criminal Code Article 246, which was passed in 1864. And Holbrook said, look, this is official recognition of zombies because it's in their law books. <laughs> that's crazy uh, and it says it says quote also shall be qualified as attempted murder the employment which wait which may be made by any person of substances which without causing actual death produce a lethargic coma more or less prolonged if after the administering of sub substances the person has been buried the act shall be considered murder no matter what result follows interesting so here's it's like it's it's attempted murder if you produce a lethargic coma by and and this w w without actually killing a person by like giving it these substances so so if if yeah i, I don't know it's I, I think seabrook was just running with it there but yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so so are not are you quite... are you going to talk about those those substances, Josh? Well, I I didn't have those prepared, but if you if, if you have an idea or, or if you wanted to tag in, I, I I could try and look. I could try and look. Well, I don't. Look it up I mean, quick. I don't want to like you know. Don't let me control the match here, but yeah, I'll tag in really no, quick. No, do it. Um, I think yeah, the please. drug that we're referencing is something called scopolamine. All right. And basically, you Tell distill it down into a powder, and you blow it into somebody's face, and they lose all in, or they like they you just control them. That's 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 it. There was a really famous case in Brazil a couple of years ago. Gangs were, or like street gangs are doing it. You blow scopolamine in a tourist's face, take them to, to an ATM, and just they withdraw all their money. Holy like, shit! Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, no, they effectively because they literally become your like brainless servant golem thing like meat puppet golem it's it's pretty crazy oh yeah God. it's a fungus you or i don't think it's, it's not a fungus it's an alkaloid i know that much but yeah it's it'll yeah. fuck you up i don't know okay here you go uh scopolamine is among the secondary metabolites of plants from uh solanaceae nightshade family of plants um, right, because it's like yeah, because yeah, because yeah, belladonna makes your trip and highly suggestible if it doesn't kill yep. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah the deadly nightshade. Yeah, belladonna. Uh, yeah, uh, also known as devil's breath. Yeah, <laughs> is a naturally or synthetically produced uh, tropane alkanoid. Uh, yeah, it could be uh, that that could be part of it. Hmm. Who knows? Interesting. Anyway, sorry. Tag tag back in. Oh no no you're you're fine you're fine so so yes I, I think also kind of with that is is as well like not quite the zombies that we know 
and love thanks to, you know, Night of the Living Dead, thanks to uh, The Walking Dead, um, thanks to any number of, like, video games, right? Uh, but still kind of cool. Still mm-hmm. kind of cool. That, I think, kind of covers most of what I was hoping to address with uh, um, Haitian zombies. Because, right, here's... Or not, not Haitian zombies. Haitian voodoo. Because here it is like, yeah, we get the animal sacrifice. Uh, we get we we get zombies. Um, we get the witch doctors. All of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, here's all, Since we're kind of doing the whole, like, how, how did this happen? So here's, here's, um, here's also an account uh, from Father Jean-Baptiste Labat, uh, who was a French um, scholar, historiographer, uh, botanist, kind of like Renaissance man of sorts. Um, he boarded a ship... Uh, that was sailing to the Americas, and he had a rather interesting uh, encounter with someone who could maybe be described as a uh, mambo, a, a a a priestess. I couldn't track down if this was going specifically to Haiti, but he's French, so I think that makes as much that sense as anything. Safe assumption, yeah. And so this is a pretty long account here, but um, but tell us a little bit more about um. Father Jean-Baptiste Labat's encounter uh, in 1696. Yeah, Monsieur the Comte de Genes, commanding a squadron of royal ships, having taken the fort at Gori in 1696, had two of these vessels loaded with slaves that he found in the warehouse of the Eng- warehouses of the English and had them leave for the French island. Uh, one of these vessels had several negresses, quite skilled in the diabolical arts, who, to save themselves from this voyage, stopped the ship so effectively that it took more than seven weeks to travel the distance. One would ordinarily cover two times in 24 hours. The ship was as if nailed in the same spot several leagues from land. Oh, I hate that. They cast <laughs> They cast whole ship. That's got to be like a level 10 spell. Such the extraordinary event frightened the officers and the crew who, unable to discover the cause of this spell, could not undo it. So yeah, so here's, here's again, part of this triangle trade, taking, taking slaves from Africa to the New World. And yeah, here are some priestesses who stop this ship in its tracks. That's Jesus. crazy. It's crazy, but it but it did not end there because they were stuck here. Uh, Jean Baptiste Labat continues: Their supply of water and food began to dwindle, and death spread among the slaves. They were forced to throw some into the sea. That's horrible. Several of them, while dying, complained of a certain negress who said was the cause of their death, because since she threatened to eat their hearts, they had withered away, feeling great pain. The ship's captain had several of these dead slaves opened up, and in fact, their hearts and liver were as dry and empty as a ball, although what otherwise the they seemed to be in their natural state. So there's one okay. ringleader in particular who seems to be causing a lot of trouble. Some of the other slaves are saying like, no, she's eating my heart. And when they perform an autopsy, yeah, their internal organs are like hollowed out and dry. <laughs> Holy shit. So, what happens next, Mark, in that paragraph? Well, after some thought, the captain had the accused negress fashioned to a... Jesus Christ! Okay, sorry. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Uh, Fastened to a cannon and whipped harshly 
to have from her mouth. Sorry, just a sec. There it goes. Okay. Uh, to have from her mouth an admission of the crime she was charged with. Since it appeared that she did not feel the blows, the head surgeon of the ship believed the official was not beating her with enough force. He took a piece of rope and gave her several strokes with all his might. The negress made it more obvious that she felt no pain and told the surgeon that since he had mistreated her for no reason and with no right, she would make him repent and would eat away at his heart. At the end of two days, the surgeon died in great pain. His body was open, and his major organs were as dry as parchment. Holy shit, Josh. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Cool. Right? Isn't this awesome? Where's Where's the Netflix adaptation of this? I want to see this movie. <laughs> but we're still not done. After this, the captain did not know where to turn. He could have had the said negress strangled or thrown into the sea, but he was afraid that she was not alone and that those remaining from her group would take extreme measures. He decided to treat her gently and made extravagant promises to get her to stop her evil spells. They bargained and it was agreed to return her to land with two or three others of her choice and she promised to allow the ship to leave and to allow that officer to see a sample of what she was able to do. She asked him if he had any fruit or anything else that could be eaten. He told her, that he had watermelons. Show me them, she said, and without touching or getting close to them, know that I will have eaten them within 24 hours. So again, he, she, she's like, just in case you don't, you, you still doubt my powers, I'm going to eat this watermelon without touching it or getting close to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so the thrilling conclusion of the story, what happens? <laughs> He agreed and showed her, from a distance, several watermelons that he immediately locked in a trunk, putting the key in his pocket, unwilling to trust it to, unwilling to trust it to his men. The next morning, the negress asked him if the melons were, or sorry, asked him where the melons were. He opened the trunk where he had locked them and was elated when he saw them still whole. But his emotion was shortly transformed into strange amazement when he had them taken out for her, or, or sorry, had them taken out to show her. They were found empty, with only the skin remaining, stretched like a ball and dry as parchment. They were forced to return to land to take on water and supplies. This poor wretch with several others on of her company were left there. The ship continued its voyage without incident. Holy shit! Isn't this lady awesome? She's amazing. I love her. Yes. Right? This woman's crazy. So again, not only it's yeah, it's so 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 yes, this is this is all the way back in um yeah, sixteen ninety six. Here's a, an account of yeah, a a uh Mambo um doing her thing. And That's awesome, yeah. I, I and again I would love I I I'd love to see this, yeah. The, the story get get retold or, or something like that because it's so it's so flipping cool. They they're like, and this is horrible, right? This is so horrible. They they tie her to a cannon. They start flogging her, and mm-hmm. she doesn't like flinch at all. She does like nothing. And so the surgeon, the ship's the ship's surgeon comes out, really lays into her. Still nothing, and then she eats his goddamn heart. Yeah. <laughs> So stinking cool. Yeah, it's oh man, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. Um okay, well, so 
rounding out here, um, we are we have we we are finally making our way here to the to the United States, um, and we're talking about Louisiana voodoo. So much like with all of these other areas uh, in Louisiana and New Orleans, there was a number of um, African slaves transported in, um, mixed with the uh, well, well, with some of the other cultures that are going there too, right? Some of the some of the French traders, um, some of the yeah, some of the Cajun Creole. Um, uh, out in out in the bayou, and so and so yes, we, we see a lot of similarities with um, um, Haitian voodoo, uh, but also yes, yeah, some kind of some kind of uh, um, slightly different sl- slightly different elements as well. Louisiana voodoo um, is ten- tends to be much more secretive. We don't have quite as much information. Um, tends to be a little more hush hush. Okay. And yeah, there's there are some practitioners that will refuse to to speak to non adherents to to non practitioners. Um, but uh, but but yeah, again, it borrows a lot from Haitian voodoo. Um, also borrows a little bit from Cuban Santeria, which is. Again, kind of could also kind of be included with this, um, except Santeria draws more upon right the the traditional Yoruba religion as opposed to uh, Vodou religion. Um, so kind of, but but again, like uh, differences without too many distinctions, I guess. Right. Um, and so voodoo is largely oral. It doesn't have like any sacred texts. It doesn't really have like an organized structure or a hierarchy. Um, uh, voodoo practitioners will sort of ad- adopt and make their own kind of spin on on their practice. Uh, but there does seem to be some kind of there does seem to be like a, a lot of conversation um, and sort of yeah like a like an informal. Uh, organization, I guess. Okay. Um, and again, also like closely al- al- aligned with um, Roman Catholicism. Um, and I think with Louisiana voodoo, um, yeah, it's it, it's much more about the the spirits of the dead, um, that that seem to like take prominence, um, in these in these practices. So um, the 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 most popular uh, saint um, in Louisiana voodoo is uh, Saint Anthony of Padua, uh, and he is the patron saint of the Congo because a lot of the population um, that found itself in New Orleans was was from uh, the Congo. Um, oh boy, here we go. There's Solid. that butternut. <laughs> butternut. <laughs> Yeah, I might need a Loa here to help me finish this out here. Uh, okay, so we see a lot of the same uh, kind of elements here. Uh, altars with offerings. Um, sacrifice is an important element, but 
more often than not these days, um, there's there's a shift away from um, animal sacrifices in some groups. Okay. Um, and here's where, again, man, it just gets so, so silly. There's also all these kind of stories about human sacrifices in Louisiana voodoo. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that, like nothing's really... There, there's there's nothing really solid uh, well, to, to to base to base any of that off of. Well, call of Cthulhu. That was the entire point of um, uh, uh, Legrasse's statement was how he went out and you know raided the voodoo cult in the swamp, and they were worshiping mm-hmm. around the idol. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To yeah. the malevolent yeah, tom toms, beat yeah, and the dances. Yeah, <laughs> to the malevolent tom toms. Yeah. Exactly right. Um. Well, and and also with that as well. Um. Without necessarily recalling Dambala, the Loa of Water, who was a snake, a lot of voodoo, a lot of Louisiana voodoo rituals in, involve the presence of the, the presence of a snake or snakes. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, one such uh, practitioner, Marie Laveau, uh, she was she 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 would often um, be communing with a snake during her ceremonies. Like many things, I guess in the states, it's um, it's uh, kind of a, losing a lot of its momentum. Uh, but in the 21st century, the New Orleans Voodoo Spiritual Temple has its own uh, temple snake. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Uh, something that's more particular to Louisiana Voodoo is the grigri, and these are charms. Uh, either to help or to harm, um, that uh, that that a person would would uh, wear. So it's so it's um, material wrapped up in red flannel and worn around the neck. Okay. Uh, and so it's it's um, it it's when it's when it's used to help. Of course, you know that's something that you keep on you, uh, or you give it to the person that that you you want uh, to have. Uh, to have there um but if it's if it's doing any sort of harm then you need to like put it on your victim and so uh so 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 the grigri that would do harm would either do so through the power of suggestion uh or maybe they just like snuck poisons in <laughs> to, to the little pouches these little pouches there hmm. um one example of a voodoo curse was to place an object inside the, the victim's pillow. Um, or another involves uh, placing it inside of a coffin. The, 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 like a model, like, like a little model of, of the coffin. Um, and then you place that coffin on the victim's doorstep. Uh, you can hex other people by placing black crosses, salt, or mixtures incorporating mustard, lizards, bones, oil, and dust. Um, uh, 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 grave dust, rather, on a victim's doorstep. Okay. Um, and while you might be thinking, oh boy, I bet this is leading right up to the voodoo doll. Well, Mark and listeners, I hate to spoil it for you, but voodoo do- dolls aren't aren't really a thing. No. They don't, they don't, really, they don't quite exist there's many other traditions of like having a little effigy or a little poppet 
mm-hmm. a little figure and yeah oftentimes sticking pins in them um but it's not it's not really a thing it's not oh. really a thing um and a reason i think kind of how this got sort of in- interpreted as a voodoo doll is there such a thing um by the uh congo people called an uh, nkondi and these are again sort of like the these are a subset of spirits um these spirits are called in in kissy but nkondi are aggressive spirits that inhabit objects okay um the name the, the name unkandi comes from the verb uh kanda which means to hunt and so these guys are hunters oh, okay and they and they hunt down and attack wrongdoers witches or enemies and again it's like it's it's a little vessel it's a little thing that this spirit is going to inhabit um and then it travels out from that from that little item uh, to to go hunt down and harm people and then and then that's where it is um and a lot of times you'll you'll see pictures of these with um with uh uh nails in them hmm. and so okay and so that's i think i think that's also kind of the idea of like sticking a needle in a um voodoo doll with the idea of like it's the like act of driving the pins in Right. That's like causing, causing the pain, but it's not. These um, Nkandi driving the nails in awakens the spirit, and it's part of like the sort of prayer to to get the spirit's a, a, an attention. So you're not putting the nails in these Nkandi. To like, it's like, oh, this represents the person that I want to hurt. And so if I drive a nail into their shoulder, it's going to hurt their shoulder. No, it's like part of like getting the spirit's attention. Um, that's that's more what of it is. I see. Interesting. That's great. Awesome. I, hmm. Yeah, right. That's, right. And so, and, and, that's so, and so that's just it. Yeah. That's where, because these are syncretic and different elements getting mixed together. I would imagine, I mean, Hey, if I found one of these things and, and, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll put some, some illustrations of these up, up on the drive. Right. They look pretty horrible. They look like pinhead from, um, <laughs> Hellraiser. Uh, yeah. For, yeah. For, from Hellraiser. They look pretty horrible. So I would be freaked out if I found one of these and didn't necessarily know like the cultural context, but, but yeah, as far as the idea of like, Hey, here's a little like sack doll and I'm going to, put a pin inside of its head and give the person a, a migraine because I have a lock of their hair. Like, yeah, that's not, that's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not a thing. Um, But also there was a weird, because again, there, there's this mixing with Catholicism too. Um, A lot of Portuguese missionaries who discovered these Nkandi, they were, Sort of like, oh, these people are like talking about the crucifixion, but they just kind of they just kind of got it mixed up a little bit. <laughs> okay, and maybe that's also where they originated from. I don't know. It's 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 a very also because this is often an oral tradition. We don't have like written documents that we can right. come back to and study later. 
So it's yeah. So it's like voodoo dolls aren't a thing, but you go to any tourist shop in New Orleans and they're selling you voodoo dolls like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I almost bought one. I almost bought one just to say that I did, but couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, but, uh, but yes, so, so we, we, we get, we, we, we get again, man. And I guess like as, as this episode is, is kind of winding down, there's, there are some, there are some arguments to be made, I guess, about the, uh, misrepresentation or the, uh, misappropriation of, yeah, kind of like voodoo, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Doing things like like with zombies, like with human sacrifice, like with voodoo dolls, like with witch doctors and things, where, yeah, on the one hand, yeah, yeah, there are there are definitely arguments about like, no, this isn't accurate. This is a bastardization. This is this is not what the actual thing is. So stop it, Hollywood or whatever. <laughs> like even like tarot cards. That's another one too. Like tarot cards right. are like a different thing, but they kind of get like swept up and included with with voodoo. Yeah, like and it, it makes I don't know this entire time. Like I knew better, but you mm-hmm. know I was just thinking like you know call mm-hmm. me now. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. Feel like free like Miss Cleo, Mama Cleo, <laughs> read the cards. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know isn't. I, I yeah, know it's even, like, you know, she's a terrible person, but like. Yeah. And yeah. like, like, it's not even necessarily astrology either. It, it, it's not even like palm reading necessarily. So, yes, on on the one hand, men, all, all, all those things that I just mentioned. On the other hand, duh, because voodoo is a mixing religion there's like i was saying in the first half this isn't martin luther trying to purify this faith because of all these outside corrupting influences like no like the mixture is the mixture is the point the the blending the the uh sampling from different traditions and making it uh meaningful to you making it meaningful to your community you know, all of these thousands of Loa, all of these thousands of Vodou, all of these spirits that inhabit everything as big as the cosmos to as small as like a rock. Um, well, yeah, of course. Like, of course that would make sense to have Danbala, this Loa of like a water snake, be associated with saint patrick and also moses like like yeah duh <laughs> like <laughs> of course right and and just as yeah we all get shit faced on saint patrick's day well the next time pouring out for Danbala too uh and go and like <laughs> get a big i don't know boa constrictor and wear it around uh in march <laughs> yeah fuckers <laughs> Yeah, so so th- there are so are some yeah some some kind of creepy spooky elements right like uh, uh, some of these like temples some of these shrines if you're walking along and you see a tree that just has like animal skulls hanging from it yeah that would kind of freak you out uh, Baron Samadhi 
uh, kind of a scary guy, but really he's, you know, I don't think any scarier necessarily than like Hades. Like, yeah, he's not he's not evil, but you don't necessarily want to associate with him. Or when you do, it's because you're up to no good and trying to make a zombie. So, so yeah, all all this is to say that in the heart of spooky season, uh, voodoo, this idea about yeah, like calling the spirits to 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 do your ill work. Well, no, it doesn't have to be your ill work. Maybe it's because your brother has had a stomach ache. Uh, maybe hate. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's got really bad plantar fasciitis, and so you're just asking for a little extra help from the loa here, from from the vodou. <laughs> maybe you didn't write your intro to criticizing television paper. So you just entreat some of one of them to maybe make your professor have a little bit of a tummy ache and he just cancels class that day. Who could say? Yeah. 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 Maybe I hear a little voice that says, man, Josh, that butternut squash beer was really good. You should have another one and then be hung over and call off class on Tuesday. (laughs) But yeah, so, so Mark, that was, that was voodoo. Fucking Um, voodoo. I, uh, I learned a whole lot. In this again, just like crash course, because there's man, there's so much. I I feel like we could have gone like way into like more of the like statues, some more of the altars. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we can maybe we can come up with like a with like a two wizards voodoo altar, something like that. That'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Um, we get a get a bottle of fireball whiskey up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, I can get started with a PD, mine. Because, a can of PDR. Yeah. Yeah, can it be our? You so generously gave me a uh, jackalope uh, yeah. sculpture, so that that can be the centerpiece of mine. Um, <laughs> we, we we can have. <laughs> I don't, okay, well, okay, but all that is to say that um, thank you, Mark, for 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 joining me on, yeah. on this episode. Um, listeners, thank you for joining us as well. So, uh, as always, we love hearing from you. So what are your thoughts? Are you from Louisiana? Um, and and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about this tradition. Do you own your own deck of tarot cards? I, well, well, no, because I just said that like it's much more kind of hush-hush there. So maybe you can't really share too much with us. But at any rate, we love hearing from you. Are you so, a member of Godsmack? And most of the time that Josh has been talking tonight, you've just been hearing Godsmack's voodoo playing in your head well there i was <laughs> or um that um pivotal scene from blazing saddles where headley lamar says now go do that <laughs> voodoo that you do so well <laughs> we always love hearing from you so drop us a line you don't have to do a dance. You don't have to get possessed by a spirit. It's much simpler, maybe not as fun, but here's how you can get in touch with us. Send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're active on Instagram. We're active on Facebook. We're going to have some really interesting illustrations to, to put up there. Do you want to see Netflix adapt this story that uh, Jean-Baptiste Labat talked about? We'll, we'll start a petition and we'll get that going there. Um, look for me on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. I'm doing some stuff. I'm, I'm continuing this Classics Tober thing where 
true to my form. I'm being too cool for school. And it's like, oh, well, here are things named after these ancient Greek uh, characters that aren't them. Uh, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun. I get to expand my horizons a little bit there, too. Oh, there it goes. There it is. Um, Mark, what else do you have going on? What else does High Hammock Radio have going on? What else do these good people need to know? Um, yeah, you can also find find us newly on a uh, Blue Sky, that sweet new Twitter That's alternative, because right. Twitter is Run now just sky? sex bots. So, hi, sex oh bots. Oh my god, so many. We got three likes today from sex bots, Josh. Just three likes today. Um, you can also find me at yep. our sister podcast, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. Uh, look at some movies that were influential to me and my co-host Brad as children that the other one hasn't seen and we make the other one watch it and then we discuss the idea of well when can i show this movie to my kids uh josh i think you're on this week and i think uh timely or timingly time timely enough i i am i'll be honest i am horse and fucking trulies i've had like four trulies tonight and i am a drunk boy (laughs) you were on for reanimator you crushed it thank you for being there we fucking love having you there um talking about zombies and you know rituals oh so man forth. yeah um or also yep. go over to the dangle podcast a weekly retrospective rewatch of king of the hill where me and my buddy johnny watch king of the hill and talk about it uh or find me at marky stardust um josh thank you you knocked this out of the park you tied this to oh, a tree thanks, buddy. you really stuck a pin in this one you really blew <laughs> scopolamine in this one's face i don't know um i'm not the one that's so far away when I feel a snake bite enter my veins and say that my name is Mark and I am a wizard. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Josh. You fucking killed it. I'm sorry. I might have cut us off. Trulies are stronger nah, than nah, I you're am. No, nah, you're good. You're good. Uh, yes. Thank you, Mark, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining me. My name is Josh and I'm a wizard. Take care, everybody. Good night. Upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!